0: Welcome to Not Everything Sucks with Andrew and Robert. Um, this is our final week of season one, and we're here on a Monday, which is kind of different. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be here every day this week up until Thursday, um, and we're talking public education, uh, which is fitting because today was the first day of school to Robert. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, before we get into what we're making and what we're doing, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, Robert.
1: I'm a fifth grade teacher. I've taught in Northeast School District. I actually was a student in Northeast School District growing up, but i taught uh, fifth grade all eight years of the years that I've taught. I got my degree from University of Texas, San Antonio, UTSA. Uh, I started teaching basically right away and uh, something I'm super passionate about, definitely feel called to. And uh, yeah, today was the first day, and looking forward to this good, looking forward to a good year with the students that I have in my class this year. The
0: the fact that it's the first day of school, and you still found time to come and hang out with us the day after, super big thank you. That's <laughs> yeah, no I can imagine you're you're maybe uh, not super <laughs> awake after first day. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely get nervous,
1: just like the kids do, and <laughs> it's hard to sleep the night before.
0: I hear you. Um, we're making BLT guacamole. Which I'm super excited about. I got Today, my favorite chips. Oh, my Julio's chips. We're not sponsored by them, but we'll give them a <laughs> shout out anyway. Yeah, why not? Um, we've got avocados. We've got tomatoes. These little cherry orange tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, we'll go nicely. Some salsa. Just regular paste picante. Um, bacon bits and lettuce to kind of round out the BLT. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of get into excited. it. Um, have you ever cut an avocado?
1: A while back i don't don't cook much
0: (laughs) so um if you'd like to give it a shot uh i've done this now like 13 times so i hope i'm a little bit of a pro um but it's super easy we'll take these knives they're not that sharp um so we won't completely slice our digits off um i start at the top and kind of go all the way around uh letting the core kind of guide my knife as i Uh, go all the way around. It's pretty simple, dude. As long as we're not hitting uh, any flesh, we're doing pretty good. Then we twist and kind of reveal what we have. Awesome. Yours looks better than mine. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing it 13 times. That's kind of how we roll. Um, We're going to take these and kind of mash them up in the bowl. Uh, But before we get really into the cooking, um, let's get into the conversation. Sure. Um, You work at a charter school. Public school. Public school. Yeah. Oh, you work at a public yeah. school. So, so what are some of the differences between public, charter, and uh, private schools?
1: All right. So the main difference is is the funding. Um, typically, private is what it sounds like, privately funded, uh, charge tuition, typically um, from the parents, um, and then charter is usually funded by a grant um, of some sort. Um, that's which which are funded from different institutions or different organizations, and then public is is like any other government institution funded by taxes. So when parents are choosing where to send their
0: kids, public, charter, private, et cetera, um, what are some of the deciding factors why you might choose a public over private or charter over private, et
1: cetera? Definitely have more choices the higher your income. Um, If you can afford, not everybody can afford private education. Um, It's costly, Uh, typically similar to the cost of a college a lot of times, a lot of private schools around town can range anywhere from 4,000 to 12,000 a year to send your child there. So, um, definitely income is a big deciding factor. Um, I think other things to weigh, um, when they're thinking about private or public is, um, you know, whether they want, they see or want college and their child's future. Um, people have different feelings or views on it, but, um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely, there's definitely, um, if, you, if they have a kind of a decided career, or decided path, um, there's, there's good things about charter schools. They might be geared more towards a certain STEM uh, aspect. Uh, private schools might be a little bit more college preparatory. Yeah. Um, um, whereas public schools do try, I work at public school, and I, they do try and include, especially districts, a lot of times we'll try to include all those aspects at different schools in their districts. And nowadays school choice is very big a lot of times if you live in the district you get a good amount of choice where you want to go um, but uh, when they weigh that I think that's really as a parent I'm not a parent but I would think as a parent you would most of them would weigh you know income when in their choices but then their income and their choices but they would also weigh um, what kind of opportunities they they want their student to have um, and what kind of focus they want their education to be on
0: makes sense yeah. Um, so if you can grab the salsa, we're going to go ahead and put that in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go ahead and, and pour, dump, all in. pour it in. Um, I'm going to get some paper napkins cause things get kind of messy with the avocados. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a lot of, here you go. There's a lot of, um, opinions that people have when they talk about the complaints of schools, public, primarily private, obviously, charter. Um, I think most people can find a long, nice list of things that they would like either changed or approved or they think f- suck with schools, right? Um, what are some things that people should really be excited about, uh, especially in primary, primary education? What are some glimmers of hope that kind of can get people going?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think um, what you see a lot of are uh, initiatives, uh, STEM initiatives, either um, nonprofits that have come in, um, and there's things uh, there's a thing called the Geek Bus that we use a lot. Oh, that's cool. Um, that, that, I don't know, Rackspace funds, and they come in and show the kids a lot of different STEM activities and different technology. So there's a lot of things. There's a big push in that uh, mm. school-wide, really, um, not just in elementary school, but it even has, has kind of put it, its way into elementary school as well. I think what, um, and it's... A lot of times you get parents that don't particularly like it, but we um, the way we kind of structured teaching a lot of the basic things, especially in math. Mm-hmm. We there's um, we learned with you and I would have learned with something called the standard algorithm, where we line up the numbers and we have um, our certain method of doing it. But yeah, um, if you would have and when I was a student, if you would have asked me, well, how why does why does it work to do it that way? Why does it work to carry the one up here? Yeah. Or why does it work to to borrow. Um, yeah. And those yeah. are old words we used to use and we all learned how to do it that way. But it really is a big push nowadays to, to teach students you know, three or four different methods of how to multiply or three or four different methods of how to divide and really stair-step so they learn an easier method and then we get to what we call the standard algorithm which is what you and I would use sure. on our daily lives to, to multiply or divide. But by the time they get to it, they should understand why it works the way that it works. Um, so I think there's more of a push, especially in the areas of math and science, to really teach the foundations and not just rely on a quick trick. Because although quick tricks can be dependable in a yeah. crunch, um, it's important to realize why they work. So that's at least a big push. I think that's a, in a good direction. Even though, you know, sometimes you get parents upset, you know, if, if I send home homework and I want them, the students to do it a certain way, <laughs> hey, well, I didn't do it that way. I yeah. don't know how to do it. So I get those frustrations, too, because you want to be able to help your student. But sure. I think the... The way they've structured um, the which are our objectives that DEA um, has us teach, the way they've structured those, I, just, I do think if they're taught the way they're supposed to build upon each other and, um, and cause them, enable the kids to really understand what exactly it is or why exactly it is some of these things. In math or science work the way that they do instead of just telling them and having to memorize the facts
0: yeah and it, it's it's a really it sounds like it's a push to really seek to understand rather than just you know right. do it this way why cuz I told you so
1: and to be a critical thinker and to be able to work through a challenge and kind of the big buzzword right now is, is grit we want to be able to teach the students grit like oh, cool. to, per, to persevere in um, in a situation where it gets hard um, a lot of times um, when something gets hard, that's a lot of people shut down. Adults too, but to teach the students to, it's okay to spend some time with the problem. It's okay to try try something to to solve the problem and it Mm -hmm. doesn't work, so you try something else. So teaching that idea and teaching that attitude and approach is important. And I see a lot of a push for that in education, more so than I remember there being when I was in school. So I think that's good. If you can grab the bacon and dump that in here, I'm gonna start cutting the
0: the orange cherry tomatoes, uh, mini tomatoes, um, which will be the the tea to our BLT. You've mm. got the B going out.
1: Sorry, already looks and smells wonderful. It, it,
0: I, I'm, I'm appreciating the kind of different aromas coming out of this. <laughs> it's, it's it's nice. Um so Robert, right now, uh, on my Facebook <laughs> at least, um, I have a lot of friends who are uh venturing out to be teachers who graduated last year or this past spring um and their first day in the classroom was today or around today very excited uh individuals and are very excited and proud for them um say you you've been in the the field 8 years you 8 years ago uh what is something that you wish you would have known or something that you would have had insight on
1: yeah um i think one thing that's been been big that I've learned um, is the importance of just building strong trust and strong relationships that's something most of the time that we know is good um, sure. to do and we definitely as adults value our those relationships but um, what maybe we don't realize with students is um, we build it in a lot of the same way we build trust and and um, we're able to build that community in a good relationship by validating how they feel hearing mm-hmm. their side of the story not just giving them a direction and not explaining why that direction is important. Interesting. Um, I do. I, a lot of times, what I've said more in the last couple of years and a phrase that I've been able to latch onto that I still know that the kids really respond to is I always tell them whatever I'm asking you to do, it's either to keep you safe or to help you learn. Every yeah. everything I'm going to ever ask you to do is, is can go into one of those two categories or both, um, and uh, I always explain why. Why everything I do, I always explain why I do it. Whereas, you know, if someone just told you how to, to do something and just do it, yeah. even as adults, we would question that. So
0: Again, it's like because I said so. It's like, right. wait a minute. Something's right. kind of fishy here. So I think
1: a lot of times as beginning teachers, we just think, okay, so they're going to listen and I'm going to be able to come in and I'll be nice and I'll build a relationship by being really friendly. But to be a really good teacher, um, you got to be able to provide that structure. And it, sometimes it takes... Takes years to learn that. So if I could go back and tell myself that, I would have, as a, as a younger teacher, I would have built more time at the beginning into um, to building those relationships. But not just through always trying to be funny or be super friendly. A lot of times, sure. students will respect you and trust you more if you show that you care by by you coming prepared, by you again validating their feelings, hearing their side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and just giving them a chance to, to let their voice be heard um, in any situation, not just answering questions in class, but also when they when they get upset or when they get in trouble, you know, having a person-to-person conversation about oh well why okay why what's going on why did you do that? So that's the kind of advice I would give because I think my first year I was I walked in and assumed you know you assume people will listen just like in <laughs> life you assume people will listen and you realize oh everybody's everyone wants to know why they're here and they want to know the reasons why they should do what they're supposed to. Sure. Why what why they should do what I'm telling them to do. So that's what advice I would give myself.
0: Um if you can add some flavoring here, we have uh, basil, mm-hmm. we have garlic salt, we have cumin and some salt and pepper. Uh, and then hand me the the salad. Oh. I'm going to start cutting up our spring salad. There's some good stuff in here. Nice. Um, I'm going to start cutting this up to put in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Start adding some spices as you see fit. Right. Uh, if there's something you particularly like more than another, feel free do to like add do like cumin. Put it in. Put it in. Um, and I'll start kind of putting up the, the salad uh, leaves, chopping them up to something that's more um, dippable as we dip with our chips. Um, Robert, there, there's always been a problem with bullying in school. For sure. Ever since I think the beginning of time. Yes. But for reasons, um, for different reasons here and there. Lately, we've it's a twist. You just twisted. Uh, lately, we've been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you knew that, but you were just thinking. Of course. Anyway, uh, we've been we've been thinking about bullying as a society more lately, or at least given a different approach. For sure. Um, can you tell us what bullying looks like? in a classroom. A lot of us may not have a concept of it, or, uh, (laughs) so, so this is really. That was not a twist. (laughs) So this is my bad. I got it, I got it. (laughs) The pepper's a twister, anyway. (laughs) um, So what does bullying look like uh, in the classroom?
1: Um, It can can take many forms. Um, A lot of times what um, can get confusing, and um, What can be confusing for the kids and the parents is the difference between just normal conflict and bullying. Normal conflict is your is your back and forth. I call okay. you a name, you call me one back, and um, we argue about it. We're always on each other's nerves. Okay. We just we just don't mix very well. Okay. Um, and a lot of times, unfortunately, since bullying has come up more is um, in more of the forefront and in more people's minds. A lot of sure. times, you know, you look into a bullying situation and it's really just people having conflict because they don't like each other. Which, again, happens in life. And as adults, we usually learn to just ignore each other and not associate or hang out with people we don't like. Um, but as kids, you know, we're, we're all stuck in a classroom together and you yep. do have to associate. And just as adults, we have to sometimes associate with people we don't like. So you definitely, um, we have to teach the kids to, you know, ignore uh, what, what you can't ignore. Mm-hmm. If, if it's something that's ignorable, if you have a difference of opinion, if you just don't like each other, then you treat each other respectfully when you have to work together. And when you don't have to work together, you... You leave each other alone, but um, what bullying a lot of times will look like at least nowadays with um, social media and the rise of social media. Even though students are, you know, in fifth grade and elementary school are still young, a lot of them still have Instagram pages or Facebook pages. It's
0: crazy to think that fifth grade we're having yeah. social media. That's that's insane.
1: So one of the biggest examples I can remember of seeing of bullying in my own teaching experience is some bullying on social media. Some some. Putting you know photoshopped pictures or just different pictures of um, of different people and um, and it's a non flattering way and saying yeah. you know commenting on people's weight or how they look or um, mm. and uh, they take it pretty seriously. There was a a case I believe it happened in uh, San Antonio and Alamo Heights I believe if I have that correctly but um, there's there was a law that came out of it called David's Law so um, it, it definitely upped the uh, some of the consequences and up the seriousness of how they take bullying up obviously bullying is always taken seriously but nowadays um there's a much more of like a an attentiveness to it and um and just a different uh different kind of set of consequences when they find it out um, so I'm, when it happened i have i know kids have They they'll move get out of the class a lot of times. If bullying is in class, there's you know there's suspensions come in play. If depending on the severity, you know things like alternative school and stuff like that. So it's taken very seriously. It's always looked into. Even if the word even comes up and they say we think there might be bullying, there's definitely a set of questions and like a documented investigation um, that the school has to do. And if they they don't do it, they can get in huge trouble. Sure. So so it's it's taken very seriously. But the hard part can be um, a lot of times. That word is thrown into a situation where it's maybe not necessarily bullying so there's pros and cons to i think it it being in the forefront um we're able to catch more and stop more bullying before it happens which i think is is good so if if that takes you know a couple going down a couple trails that are oh and not really bullying but we can find out the the real cases of bullying then i think it's definitely worth it to have an extra attention to it and you know you don't really see a whole lot of i don't see a whole lot of in class i think a lot of the things we teach, like the, the, different, the seven habits that we teach of leader and me, mm-hmm. um, how to work with others and how to communicate, and just a lot of the, the culture of the conversations we have in class mm-hmm. and the culture of the school, usually, um, you don't see a whole lot of bullying and when you're able to catch it, you usually can stop it. So it's not something you see as much, at least not where I teach anymore, which is good.
0: Um, can we buckle up for a second? Yeah. Okay. Guns in school mass shootings in Mm -hmm. school specifically um i can't think of anything more heartbreaking i just i i can't (laughs) i think of the worst thing in the world and that's got to be one of the top three what do schools, specifically your school um what do you do to prepare for the if or the when uh for something like this to occur
1: Uh, Yeah, first and foremost, every year we've had drills. Like we have drills for what happened, you know, we call it a lockdown. If Mm -hmm. if we're locking down, we're locking the doors, or if someone's, here's what we do if someone's in the school and there happens to be a shooter or a danger in the school, here's what we do if there's a shooter or a danger in the area. Yeah. Uh, Which happens a lot of times, depending on the areas you teach in, there might be, you know, we might go on a lockdown because there's a bank robbery in the area and they don't know where the suspect is. So there's times where, you do have to go on lockdown for maybe what may not be an imminent threat inside the school. Um, but we go through different drills and we talk about that early in the year, a lot of times first day or second day. You know, here's, here's what we expect you to do. Here's what, here's what the class is going to look like. If we go on lockdown, all that kind of stuff. So all the way kinder through seniors would, would prepare for that. But this year they've added a lot more security measures as far as, um, entry into the school. always, always when someone comes into the school, like a parent or an adult or a vendor or whatever, whoever might be coming into the school, um, always they have to be what's called raptured in. So that means they take, take a picture of the license, they have a name tag. The name tag says where they're supposed to be, um, how long they're supposed to be there. And as teachers, we're obviously encouraged to, to look at the name tag, make sure they're where they're supposed to be. But um, this year they stepped it up. They actually, before you, even, before you can even enter the door to get in school, they have a camera, you have to show your license, you have to state why you're there, you have to be... On a list, you know that what that's associated with a child or associated with the school. So they've definitely upped the security um, for that. And teachers um, have what we have a little proxy tag. We have to be able to swipe our way in. So mm-hmm. it's very, even more so um, now, much more secure place that where there no one's getting in that shouldn't be in there.
0: A popular. Um or at least controversial solution that some politicians have kind of proposed uh, for eliminating or preventing or some sort of prevention of shootings in schools is to arm teachers. Uh, as a teacher, I'm sure you have an opinion about this as many others do. Um, can you talk us a little bit through uh, what that would mean or, or your, your view of that?
1: For sure. Um... I don't love the idea uh, I, there's teachers of that I know that uh are have got their concealed license and i'm I'm sure would be extremely trustworthy sure. to and and be very and be very good in a, in a in a dangerous situation and we, we would be very good to have that and I would feel protected but I always think of the liability on the other side if there you know were guns on campus even if they were concealed even if they were on somebody's body and in a very hidden way to where it would be any, where, to where it'd be very hard for anybody to get to them you know the minute accidents would happen and you know if someone you know if, some, if a child found a gun that ha- happened to have gotten lost on from the person um or i just can see a slew of different accidents happening with yeah. you know with a weapon on campus we wouldn't we would i think we would feel weird if you know, someone was carrying a knife around school or yeah. or, or some other type of weapon so to me, it would be a little disconcerting to have to have guns on campus because usually it's a it's a crime nowadays to have a gun on campus. Period. Yeah, um, yeah. I totally get the purpose and I get the reasons behind, you know, arming teachers. But to me, it'd just be it's it would be. I feel more scared about it just because I could see all the ways accidents would happen and and go wrong. So I I am not necessarily for the idea.
0: Um, as we kind of start going above water again. Um, we mixed our bacon, our lettuce, our avocado, various uh, amounts of spices, which mm-hmm. you did a great job in putting we'll in. S- we'll see. <laughs> um, if you can, grab the chips. Let's try this. This looks really well, good. I'm ready. This is, okay. I'm, I'm kind of excited. It smells nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm always happy when we have dishes that go go for it, man. You're you're our guest of honor. That we have dishes where we can enjoy. Sometimes we make something that uh, that we have to wait or isn't right. ready by the end. So this is, man. This this is hearty. Yeah. It's a stuff in there. All right. Let's see if uh, let's see if I can get through this.
1: Um, mm. that was spiced perfectly. Let's see. Oh.
0: That's, That's good. really good. <laughs> That's Going pretty good. Oh my gosh. So, I think what's really kind of cool is I don't often taste bacon with these kind of spices. Mm-hmm. And that that just the bacon alone there and the lettuce texture just gives it kind of a fun ah, twist.
1: Blends in pretty well.
0: I know. A
1: little crunch to it.
0: Um, if it weren't enough that you were a great teacher... Um Thanks. you also are involved with a nonprofit that does work in your school. Can you talk a little bit about your work in the nonprofit a little bit about it and what you do?
1: For sure. Uh, a friend of mine named Charlie Fultz, um, who lived on the north side of town, him and his wife and his family moved down to the east side of town, kind uh-huh. of right by the at and Center next to a school in SAIC called Washington Elementary, uh, which is similar um, to the school I work at. and the reason the whole reason I met Charlie is he, he worked, he, he did the what they do, what the program, and the nonprofit, what they do in Washington, they first did over at Camelot. Um, so it mainly consisted of reading buddies. They'd get volunteers who maybe didn't work during the day or mm-hmm. had time free during the day or during their lunch hour. They would come, people and volunteers to come in and either be a mentor, they had like a mentoring volunteer base and a reading buddy volunteer base. So they would pair those with students that were um, at risk for. Um, either because of academic reasons or behavioral reasons. And um, they would do a lot for the school. They would even also put on, a lot of times, um, It's the, for the PTA, it's hard to get people on PTA. And um, mm-hmm. sure. in, in, in lower entitled in one schools because, again, a lot of the parents work during the day, and um, they're working multiple jobs. So it's hard to get a um, you know, PTA base together to do a lot of volunteering. So he essentially kind of came in and created that. For uh, for our school, and now he does it more for Washington Elementary. And I was able to kind of take some of the things he did and put him to work at Camelot. He also did, in addition to the reading buddies mm-hmm. and the uh, and the mentoring program, he also did started something called Leadership Academy, where he would um, do lessons uh, about leadership, and we we would use the Seven Habits with Leader and Me based on Stephen Covey's book um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay, and a um, lot in those leadership academies um they would do lessons based on that we take a lot of times again kids who are at more at risk um and also include a food bag to that so we would give them food, a little food bag to get them through the weekend because students get, do get two free meals most at most title schools they get breakfast and lunch for free but over the weekend they may not be able to eat sure. um, as much food so uh, getting those food bags to them is very important so really just kind of Trying to be holistic, um, and it's called SA Heals because that's they want to try and heal neighborhoods and heal schools and do that by, you know, helping the kids with some of those important things, like reading, like having a mentor, um, and then, again, like, there's basic feeding. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, that just the amount of compassion and kindness that goes into the intention of a nonprofit like that is just incredible and inspiring. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, We've talked about some stuff that's heavy, um, some stuff we might even consider that sucks. Um, Robert, in in the area of public education, what doesn't suck?
1: I think the direction it's going um, and the fact that we, the way, um, at least in Texas, when they changed the STAR test, and there's definitely flaws with the STAR test, but when they changed to that, they really started to work um, from the college standards down. So they used to, the way they wrote the standards that we're supposed to teach, they just kind of started at what they thought was the most basic and they kind of worked their way up to, sure. to what they thought an 18-year-old or who had graduated high school should know. But when they switched the star, they switched the standard to work from college down. So it really is a college readiness test, which again, we can go back and forth on thinking is you know, maybe not everybody has to go to college and people make Perfectly fine livings without going to college, but I think giving everybody the chance and preparing everybody for that chance to go to college, um, I think, is a good direction, and that's really the direction I think um, education is going. We we have we work in a lot more critical thinking. The test, the the star test, tests more of the ability to criti- to critically think. It's all yeah. it's all word problems, whereas in past years. The test might have just had straight numbers like, okay, multiply 27 times 36. What's the answer? If you get it right, you get it right. So, even though it does make it harder, um, even yeah. though that causes some struggles in the classroom and on the test, I think that's a good direction if we really want, um, as a country and as as human beings, to be to have more opportunities opened up to us. I think, even though there's flaws in the system, I think the direction they're trying to take education and the direction we're trying to mold education um, is right for students and it's the right direction I think
0: I am I've learned quite a bit about uh, an education system that I myself did not participate in being homeschooled Um, Mm -hmm. I had a very unique experience and it's uh, as someone who does plan to to take my children to a public school or a private school um, I, I appreciate your optimism your your realistic filter on um, what's going on um, and teaching us a little bit about it. Um, and we didn't make some bad guacamole. That's pretty good. That's good. I'm Not nice. bad stuff. I'm
1: going to eat some more of it. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's a good plan. Um, we, are, <laughs> we are day one of our four-day uh, finale um, week. Tomorrow, we are going to be talking about self-love and the importance of uh, why that matters. I, I imagine that Self love is something that is critical to what it means to be a young child in, in school, and Most your definitely. work in your your nonprofit um, definitely reiterates that message of of learning about self important self love, self responsibility. So we're we're carrying that theme forward. Um and And uh, we're gonna have a great week. So don't miss it. Hang out with us. Uh, not everything sucks. Not everything. Um, And we're glad you got to talk a little bit about why. See you tomorrow.